World News, a woman has been scammed by a Russian astronaut who claimed to need money to return to Earth. Yeah, those damn space toll booths, man. The man claimed he needed money to pay landing fees once on Earth and a rocket to actually fly home, local media reported. And she bought this. Somebody doesn't watch Dr. Phil. A man claiming to be a Russian astronaut in space, allegedly scammed a Japanese woman into... Oh, what, do they have Dr. Phil over there? I don't know, but you should know better anyway, damn it. Scammed her into paying for his return trip to Earth, vowing to marry her once he landed. That didn't sound fishy to you at all? None of that did? Okay. The man found the 65-year-old unnamed victim on Instagram in June. On his profile, he uploaded random photos of space and said he worked at the ISS, where astronauts have limited access to cell service. The relationship quickly escalated. Online, Japanese messaging app, he repeatedly said he loved her and proposed mariage. He sent her messages like, I want to start my life in Japan. <laughs> saying this 1,000 times won't be enough, but I'll keep saying it. I love you. But they actually tie the knot. He said he needed money to return to Earth. <laughs> you know, of course you do. Uh, you can't go back to Earth without, you know, stopping at a gas station or two. Moon's far away. ISS is far away. You know what I mean? ISS is basically in free fall, just right outside our atmosphere. Technically, they're kind of technically they're still inside our atmosphere. But that's still quite a distance, you know? You're gonna have to hit the BP before you come back. You don't want to run out of gas. Or have, you know, not have one of those gas station cheeseburgers. You need something to nom on on your way back. That's just common knowledge. There were landing fees to pay once in Japan, and the cost of a rocket to actually fly over... <laughs> Give me a fucking break. She thought this man would be her future fiancé. She paid him 4.4 million yen. You know how much fucking money that is? About $30,000 American in five installments. Unreal that she actually fell for that. When his demands continued, the woman grew suspicious. Oh, she she started growing suspicious after she sent $30,000. All right. Reported him to the Popos... Romance scams, when a criminal creates a fake online identity, gaining victims' trust, duped them into sending money, have been increasing in Japan. Yes. Though Japanese police do not collect specific data to romance scams, the number of fraud cases, which includes these catfishing things, 8,693 in 2012 to over 14,000 last year. That is a 67 fucking percent increase in 10 years. That's insane. The number of reports peaked in 2017 was 18,000 cases. Declined a little bit, but they're expected in 2023 to go up even higher than 18,000. So nothing struck you as weird about any of this. So you get contacted by someone who works on the ISS, just happens to locate you on an app, as if he doesn't have anything more interesting to do, <laughs> right? And says he needs money to return to Earth. And that doesn't raise an eyebrow? Okay, all right. So you got to quit watching Spaceballs. That's what fucked you up. Because now you think that there are like toll booths and shit up there. We don't use space bucks anymore. Okay, there's no currency up there. there. There's just none. The only things that you use for currency up in space anymore are pictures of John Hurt and Cheeto dust. That's all. You <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for <laughs> coming back again. No Disclosure Podcast. Yeah, you're listening to it. 
This podcast is brought to you by Prevail Works. Prevail Works? Prevail Guitar Works. Oh my God, here we go. It's going to be one of those. Anchor and Distro Kid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. <laughs> oh, that was a great intro. Uh, one of my best. Pat yourself on the back there, Billy. Local10.com. This is a place out of place, but it's a news website, so fuck it. Man high on magic mushrooms causes chaos on a flight from Miami. Oh, you <laughs> what did he do? Sheree Sevilla, Sevilla accused of opening a locked lavatory door, twisting flight attendants' boobs during the flight. I'm surprised that's all he did. <laughs> Being high on magic mushrooms, I mean, fuck, dude. He's guaranteed in the Sasquatch forest sliding down the Strawberry River. And that's all he does? That's actually not bad. A United Airlines flight from Miami to Washington, Dulles International Airport last Tuesday was a bad trip in more ways than one after a passenger attacked crew members while high on psilocybin. Oh, shit. You know, magic mushrooms. According to an affidavit filed in Eastern Virginia District Court about an hour into on United Flights 2116. I just flew United not a few months ago. That's kind of scary. Sherry Sevilla began exhibiting disturbing and uncontrolled behavior. Prosecutors said Sevilla broke a piece off a locked bathroom door, opening the door when another passenger was in there. Yeah, that's not scary. <laughs> he must have thought someone was going all fucking Ray Liotta on the flight. According to the affidavit, actually he was. According to the affidavit, Sevilla wandered around the plane, talking to himself, wandering up and down the aisle, clapping loudly near the cockpit and yelling obscenities at himself. Sevilla <laughs> got in other passengers' faces, staring and creepily smiling at them. FBI agent said Sevilla wouldn't remain seated after flight attendants asked him to. Instead, his screams and outbursts grew louder. Yeah. He lied on the floor of the airplane, jumped up, twisted a flight attendant's tit after she calmly instructed him to take a seat. One other flight attendant, passenger, and law enforcement officers had to subdue the guy. So we just started pinching boobs. That's kind of amazing that the guy's that fucked up on psilocybin. And that's all he wants to do. Just talk to himself, clap a little bit, and pinch a tit. I mean, that's it? Oh, come on. I think you guys are just overreacting just a little bit. How the hell did he get those things on the plane? How did he get through fucking... How did he get through the checkpoint? Man. <laughs> how did he get through the checkpoint? I just flew recently. You still have to take off your shoes and shit. Did they? How did they not notice that this guy was high on shrooms? Not only that, how the hell did he get him on the airplane? If he got, I have questions here, but only one remains. Only one is important. How could he be that high on psilocybin and all he wants to do is squeeze a boob? This must be the most calm, sober guy ever. This guy's probably one of those dudes who's just like who just sits down and reads his newspaper all day. And they, <laughs> he takes psilocybin, and that's all he wants to do? Okay. Danger to himself and others, my ass. Just wants to argue with himself and, you know, cop a feel. You know? What's wrong with that? So anyway, this is from TheVerge.com. <laughs> it's one of the stories that it just kind of warms my heart. I don't know why. People freaking out on airplanes. That's just, I don't know what it does to my soul. It warms it. It's like an electric fucking blanket. The iPhone 14, for some reason, this is from The Verge, keeps calling 911 on roller coasters. <laughs> That's funny. 
That's fantastic. The iPhone 14's new crash detection feature apparently detects thrill rides, too. The iPhone 14's new crash detection feature, which is supposed to alert authorities when it detects you've been in a fucking car accident, has an unexpected side effect. It calls 911 on fucking roller coasters. <laughs> the feature has had law enforcement sent to a music park. Uh, music parks? Oh, boy. The, yep, yep. It's one of them. It's one of them. Amusement. Come on, Billy. Get it together, stupid. Amusement. Parks on numerous occasions after mistaking a thrill ride twist turns and heartbreaking for a real crash. Apple rolled out crash detection, as we know, with the new iPhone 14. But apparently, if you're on a roller coaster, this thing is going to call the police and say that you've been in one hell of an accident. <laughs> Another thing that warms my heart. Another thing that twists the old nipples, twir twirls the old beanie, you know what I mean? As amazing as our technology is and what we can do <laughs> we still see shit like this i don't care how much or how far human beings progress technologically i mean we can get to the point where we're building a fucking dyson sphere and somebody is accidentally going to clog a toilet and fuck the whole system up <laughs> you know what i mean I'm serious. We're going to get to the point where we're a level four fucking civilization and we're harnessing the powers of our own stars, dark matter, shit like that. And some dude is, you know, is going to trip and fall and break his neck. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Someone's going to be driving a fucking Segway and go right through the airlock. <laughs> That's how human beings are. I love it. We have this amazing technology and it does shit like this. It's so human. It makes me happy in my pants. USA Today. Aggressive mantis shrimp wash ashore, wash ashore on Delaware beaches after a storm. Do not fuck with a mantis shrimp. If you don't know what a mantis shrimp is, go on YouTube and look up these little dudes. Okay? Mantis shrimp, all right? These little motherfuckers. <laughs> these things have a pair of really long jackknife claws. Looks like a praying mantis. They spear or slice through prey with a quick slashing motion. However, they do have these little things that scientists call thumb splitters. They look like little boxing gloves. They actually have the fastest, or one of the fastest, hardest punches in the animal kingdom. Actually, I'm looking at it right now, and it is confirmed of any animal on Earth. A mantis shrimp takes, this is true, takes less than 8 milliseconds to strike a target, 50 times faster than the blink of a human eye, and this is underwater. They can strike something so fast with their little face part boxing gloves that you can see a spark of electricity emitting from them. Yes, they can create fucking electricity. They'll hit your ass so damn hard. That is scary. So these things <laughs> washed ashore after... Oh my God, that's a mantis shrimp. Washed ashore on Delaware beaches after a storm. And there's people walking up to them, taking pictures and shit. Oh, my God. They, they... Uh, <laughs> okay, let me, let me, uh, a pro tip here. I've never seen a mantis shrimp in real life. Nor do I fucking want to. But uh, they call the little face part boxing gloves that it has thumb splitters for a reason. Okay? It has the fastest and the strongest punch movement, period, of any animal on this planet. Plus, if you see a giant, you know, fucking ocean bug that you can't identify just laying there, something that honestly does not look the least bit edible or anything that even looks like it comes from fucking Earth, 
Don't walk up to it and take a photograph. Okay? And I'm not being racist here because I am mostly white. This is why white people get fucking attacked by animals all the damn time. And I can say it. I can fucking say it because I got white in me. So I'm allowed to make fun of my own goddamn race. This is why we always get attacked and eaten by shit. Because we see something that's higher up in the food chain than us. If you think that human beings are the highest thing on the food chain, you're a fucking idiot. Throw yourself into, you know, a fucking lion's cage and then we'll see how high you are on the damn food chain. Jump into a pool of piranhas and see how fucking high in the food chain you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why white people like me get fucking eaten by everything. It's because we see something that can clearly fucking tear out our spine and use it as a walking stick or a fucking toothpick, and we want to take pictures of it. Do I got people up there, mantis shrimp? You don't see any other race doing this. It's only white people. That's why we get eaten all the fucking time. You see something you didn't, can't identify on the beach? Don't take a photo of it because it'll be able to box your butthole inside out. This is from Cinema Blend. Best-selling romance novel. Inspi- oh, God. Inspired by fan fiction about Star Wars, Ray and Kylo Ren is becoming a movie. Don't do this. Don't do this. I know it's more common these days for an author to be inspired by a popular love story and write one of their own than ever. But the Dakota Johnson-led Fifty Shades of Grey movies, you know, based on erotica that started as Twilight fan fiction, by the way, and the afterbooks and movies were based on Harry Styles fan fiction. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Hmm? The latest movie that will be influenced by imaginative shippers is The Love Hypothesis, best-selling romance novel that started thanks to some fucking weirdo who wrote fan fiction romance about fucking Ray and Kylo Ren. Don't do this. Don't. Because you're going to start giving people who write this weird-ass fan fiction shit, you're going to start making them think that they're doing something artistic in the slightest. You're going to make them think that their work has merit, which it does not. That's just so fucking weird. I never understood the fan fiction thing. If you're a writer, if you're even halfway good at it, why the hell would you write something that you can't make money on? That just never made sense to me. My time is worth fucking money. You know what I mean? My time is worth something. I'm not going to spend or develop a skill doing something that I can't even make money on. That I can't even... You know what I mean? I know you got your hobbies and stuff, but damn. it's a, I'm a writer, too. I'm a writer. I've published 40 novels, something like that. Look them up. Billy Dean Shoemate III. Go on fucking Amazon. Look up my name. I'm a writer, dude. And I know how long that these fucking things take. Fan fiction. Never understood it. No, I'm not going to read the synopsis. <laughs> That's one of the problems that we're having, at least in this country right now, probably everywhere, is that nobody values their fucking time anymore. You know? A lot of my friends and stuff, I know they get irritated from time to time because if they ask me a question about how to do something, about the writing, music, you know, podcasting, whatever, I tell them. It, my my consultations come with a fee, man. If you just want to hang out and shoot the breeze, cool. But I charge for my fucking time. And you're looked at as a dick like that nowadays, you know, for saying shit like that. I never understood the fan fiction thing. But now, because of you fuckers, you're going to start making them think that their weird-ass sick shit has merit. <laughs> what are we going to see now, huh? That weird supernatural shit with Castiel, Sam and Dean. That got so bad at one point that they put it as a joke in the show. 
right? Now we're going to start seeing it. Oh, God. Ugh. That would just be weird. Kilowana Capital News. A gang of turkeys. Is a group of turkeys called a gang? I thought it was called a gaggle. Uh, let's look this up. What is a group of turkeys called? What? What is a group of fucking turkeys called? A rafter? What? Wild turkey babies are called poults. Juvenile males are jakes and juvenile females are jennies. A group of turkeys is called a rafter or a flock. What the fuck is a rafter? <laughs> I thought that was called a gaggle. Most popular collect coll uh, collective nouns for a group of turkeys are rafter, gaggle, flock. Never heard that word. Ra I've heard. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard that fucking word. Rafter? What kind of idiot thinks up this stuff? He sees a, groups of, a group of birds. And especially birds as, you know, strike visually striking as turkeys. You know, at one point, someone turned over and said, man, what are we going to call those? <laughs> rafter! Who comes up with this shit? Gaggle, I kind of understand, sounds like the sounds that the birds themselves make. I get that. But anyway, we're going to change that shit because it's stupid. Gaggle of turkeys attacks man in chase, bring, breaking both his hips and a finger. Oh, my God. See? I told you. We go to, like, the, the nature reserve thing, me and my girlfriend, the kids, you know? And they get super close to these animals. I don't. They, you know, hang the cups over and feed them the oats and shit like that. I don't get close to them. I don't even get close to the fucking camel. Why? Because this fucking animal will break every damn bone in my body. And they're just coming up to me. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Even the goats going right up to the goats, petting them and shit. Nope, not me, man. No, I'll sit right in the golf cart. Why? Because that goat has the ability to probably shatter one of my nads if it gets pissed enough. Now, this guy's getting killed by turkeys. Same thing. They're right up with this big ass fucking turkey, this giant white turkey. I mean, this massive turkey. And for some reason, this damn turkey's looking at me and puffing up, getting real big, making this weird guttural kind of uh, rattling sound. It was bizarre. And they're like, huh, take a picture of the turkey. Take a bit. No, I ain't getting near that fucking turkey. I ain't never seen an animal look at me like that. You're out in the wild and you see a turkey looks at you like that. Something tells you don't fuck with that turkey. I saw that look, man. And now it's confirmed. I didn't think turkey were uh, a, a gaggle of turkeys was capable of injuring somebody this badly. But see, I confirmed by myself right here. This is why I don't fuck around with animals. July 28th. Case RCMP was asked to check on the well-being of someone home and said, where is this? Where did this happen? Some place they didn't even fucking mention. Upon arrival, they found a man who had been attacked by angry birds. The man had already received medical attention. His injuries included two broken hips, uh, a broken finger, and multiple lacerations. Police were told that the birds in question have already been scheduled to receive the death penalty for the crimes. Why are you killing the birds? It's not known if implicated turkeys will be served at this Thanksgiving dinner, but still. I don't understand that. I understand certain animals, like bears and sharks and shit, they get the taste for that human blood. It fucks them up for life. But a turkey? Really? I mean, what caused the attack? I don't see anything about here about what caused the attack. The guy could have provoked it. Now they got to, they're going to kill two turkeys for it? Listen, I'm not one of them PETA motherfuckers, all right? Actually, watching PETA videos that they try to do, like, make people, you know, vegan and shit, those videos make me hungry as hell, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm probably evil. I'm going to hell. But PETA videos make me hungry as shit. 
But when an animal is killed for no damn reason, for a reason, for something that, you know, a fucking human being caused, that's messed up. Dollars to donuts. This guy probably caused himself to get attacked. Even though, I'm going to speak for him here. I'm going to back him up a little bit. You don't know. Because turkeys are mean sons of bitches. (laughs) They are, dude. They will fucking chase your ass for miles. I am fully convinced that turkeys remember being dinosaurs. They're the only birds out there that remember this shit. And they're pissed about it. (laughs) I evolved from a Tyrannosaurus Rex to this. Fuckers and humans are still here. Damn it. They're pissed about that. They will tear your ass up, boy. Speaking of animals, this is ABC7. A man takes a rescue camel to In-N-Out Burger. (laughs) I got to see a video of this. Yeah, they're not shitting. Wow. The handler said the camel is a rescue from Colorado because we all know that camels come from fucking Colorado that now lives in a sanctuary in the Las Vegas area. And he likes fries. You know, who doesn't? Las Vegas. They say what happens in Vegas stays there, unless it happens at In-N-Out, you know. A man decided to ditch his car Tuesday, took his camel to the drive-thru instead. Handler said El Camel is a rescue from Colorado. That does not sound right. That now lives in a sanctuary in the Las Vegas area, loves to eat French fries. As you can imagine, the camel drew a large crowd with many stopping by and taking photos. See? Even though... Let's look this up here. Now, I'm not being overly cautious. I'm not being a dick. I'm not, I'm not being facetious, anything. Let's just fucking look this up, shall we? How many people are killed by camels every year? 150 human deaths a year. Okay? But camel, camel vehicle collisions, we're gonna, that's over, over 1,600. We're going to take those out. I'm talking about camels actually... Killing humans. 150 of them a year. Why? I know that's not a lot. But that's 150 souls, human beings on this planet that we could have had if they hadn't fucked with a camel in some way. Okay? 150 deaths. More than one where this wild animal gets hair-lipped and fucking kills your ass. Have you ever seen how big camels are? First time I saw a camel, I was amazed. I was amazed. I grew up in the suburbs in Southern California, man. You know what I mean? I lived in Iowa for nine years. I live in fucking Kentucky. I'm not, I'm not going to go to Colorado where apparently, you know, camels are fucking made. <laughs> they just say that like it's not, not like it's nothing weird. It was a rescue from Colorado. And then they just keep going. Not even mentioning that camels are totally not from Colorado. <laughs> but they, I was so intimidated by the size of this fucking camel. I had no idea how huge they were. People are just going up to it. Here, look, Lenny, take a picture with the pretty camel. Now, that is a wild animal. This thing will crush your fucking head like a melon. I don't get it. All it takes, all it takes is for one second of that thing to get spooked, man. I don't get near animals that are higher than me on the food chain, which is pretty much all of them. Do we have claws? Hmm? Do we shoot acid out of our asses like some of the ants? Do we have a super fucking mega punch that could actually cause little electric hadoukens and shit? No, we don't have that. We don't. We have weird stubby, like, sausage fingers. We don't run very fast. We have canines, but most of them are fucking molars and fucking incisors. We only got two canines, right? We got, like, big butts, little wieners and shit. I mean, we don't. what are we going to defend ourselves with? Our self-esteem? 
A lot of humans don't even fucking have that. A small Canadian town is now the home of a 17-foot-tall Cheeto statue. This is from Food and Wine. This is awesome. This is the coolest statue ever. Okay, I was going to laugh at this, but this is actually kind of awesome. It's it's a statue of fingers, you know, like coming out of the base, holding a giant Cheeto, and it's it's all gray, but the only color in it is the Cheeto and then the dust on the fingers. Pretty Pretty awesome. Look it up sometime. Uh, Canadian, just look up Canadian Cheeto statue. This is fucking cool. Cheetle, a town of around 100 people, small, wow, sits about 30 miles east of Calgary in north-central Alberta, Canada. Nearby Langdon has a Tim Hortons and a KFC. Strathmore has McDonald's and a brewery. But Tiny Cheetle has something that's possibly even more exciting. 17-foot, wow, tall statue of a set of Cheeto-dusted fingertips. That is one of the coolest (laughs) fucking statues I've ever seen. Who made this? Surprisingly large monument was placed by PepsiCo Canada earlier this week. So why Cheadle? Hmm. I got to figure this out. Let's do some investigating. Hmm. Because according to the company, the official brand name for the brightly colored powder that coats your fingers while you're eating Cheetos is Cheadle. Oh, wow. So what's the link there? Uh, we're excited to be celebrating Cheeto and Canadian's cheesy Cheeto-dusted fingertips. Oh, so it's got a link with another product or some shit like that. That's cool. I dig that statue. That is massive. 17 foot tall. I wonder how long it would take you to eat that Cheeto. I wonder how long it would take you to pass that Cheeto. Anyway, this is from Art News News. Oh, Artnet News. I'm... I swear, my brain looked at it and said, Art News News. I probably need to sleep. The disgruntled tourist smashed two 2,000-year-old statues in the Vatican because he was denied a meeting with the Pope. Listen to this. A disgruntled tourist smashed two 2,000-year-old statues in the Vatican because he didn't get a meeting with the Popey Pope. The damaged objects are... From the Shirabish Museum, were described as minor works, but are now at a conservation laboratory. I don't care if they're minor works or not, they're a part of history. Oh my God. They've survived. I, oh, that always makes me cringe when I hear stories like this. These works of art, these things that have survived so much, who have seen so much history, if these items could talk, man. And then some drunken asshole who gets his panties in a wad, comes up and breaks it. This happens a lot, and it's heartbreaking. Don't people have any fucking respect for this shit? I mean, it's crazy. Don't you realize what you're fucking doing? Around noon in Rome, an American... This was just... uh, What day was this? When did this... uh, October 5th. Wait a minute. So this happened a few days ago. The article was written that day. Wow. That's some fast writing, guys. That's pretty amazing. Oh, wow. I'm going to work for you. Around noon that day, an American tourist requested an audience with Pope while visiting the Vatican's Chiaramonte Museum. Chiaramonte Museum. When his request was denied, the man in his 50s directed his ire at the nearest ancient bust and sent the fucking thing crashing to the floor. As the perpetrator tried to flee the scene, another sculpture was smashed in his wake. Why? Why take it out on some... Uh, 
There's a special place in fucking hell for pieces of shit like you who destroy these fucking beautiful ancient things. Oh, my God. It does. It makes my skin crawl. I mean, what kind of fucked up human being? Really? How fucking sick do you have to be for your mind to go to that? I would almost rather him hit a fucking person. I mean, really? These pieces of art survive this long and then some fucking dickhead comes by and breaks it for just because he got pissed off that he couldn't meet with the Pope? What the hell did he want to talk to the Pope about anyway? Someone this crazy? What was he going to talk to the Pope about? Fucking Spongebob? Something stupid? I bet you a million bucks. I know that stuff like this has been happening for a long time. But there is no denying. There is no denying the major uptick in that kind of shit in recent years. I'm amazed that we still have these amazing pieces of art by, you know, Sir Francis Bacon, Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, Hieronymus Bosch. I mean, even the minor artists, right? I'm amazed that these works are still even around. <laughs> it's fucking weirder pe people are nowadays. Ah, tragic. You're literally erasing your own history, you dumb motherfucker. CNN Travel. Hong Kong offers 500,000 free air tickets to tempt tourists back. Cool. <laughs> I want to go. That'd be awesome. Hong Kong attracted around 56 million visitors a year before the pandemic. Wow. Now the popular destination is taking significant steps to win tourists back. After over two years of some of the world's toughest travel restrictions ever, I can imagine. Just days after dropping its long-standing mandatory hotel quarantine requirement, Hongage Kongage had confirmed plans to give away half a million airline tickets in a bid to boost tourism. How come I didn't get any? Where's mine? The move, first announced two years ago, was confirmed to CNN by a spokesperson from the Airport Authority Hong Kong AAHK. I said that fast. Wow, I rattled that off pretty well. But I can't say single words? That's great. Which said that the 500,000 tickets... These are worth about $254 million, by the way. Would go to global visitors along with residents. What, you got to be a frequent flyer? You got to be fancy, huh, Hong Kong? You got to be cool? You won't send them to uncool people like me. Send it to people who have never been there. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Send, make new tourists. Don't get the same old ones. Damn it, I want to go. <laughs> I want to see those Asian, I mean, I want to try out their f f food and see their art and stuff such a beautiful culture i want to i want to go you know the chick i mean the vending machines with the nasty i, I mean you need uh, the, the culture you know would just be amazing to look at and stuff <laughs> uh, this purchase serves the purpose of injecting i had to sorry sorry liquidity into the airlines up front okay the tickets will be given away to global visitors not It'll be given to frequent flyers, won't it? Won't it, Hong Kong? You won't even send it to people like me. You just dream of going there. God damn it. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <sighs> well, I hope you get your tourism back. I'll probably never fucking go there. I want to. Damn it. This is from dailynews.com. Or as I should say uh, more specifically, fingerlakesdailynews.com. Wow, you guys couldn't fucking abbreviate that shit? That's a hell of a website handle, honey. Couple breaks into home, throws darts, uses the bathroom, and steals toilet paper. <laughs> That's how you do it. A Wayne County, Wayne County where? New York? Okay, Wayne County. Couple faces multiple counts of burglary. 
larceny for an incident that happened at a home estate Route 31 in Palmyra. 30-year-old Rosaria Reynolds and 25-year-old Emery Reynolds are accused of breaking in to an unoccupied home on September 28th and while inside throwing darts at a wall using the shitter. Well, yeah, you got to go, you got to go. I mean, if you're in the middle of a crime scene trying to get away with it, <laughs> you got to go to the bathroom. You just do it. Leave your DNA all over the fucking place. Yep. And stealing change from a safe. <laughs> you stole change from a safe. Okay. First of all, who puts their change in a safe? And second, why did they only steal change? It's a safe. There was nothing cooler in there? Just a bunch of change? Whose house is this? <laughs> you break into fucking Barney the Dinosaur's house? The Palmyra residents are also accused of entering a camper that was on the property and stealing toilet paper, toothpaste, and a toolbox that had power tools in it. Oh, there you go. Going for the shit that's worth money. <laughs> You know what's worth money? The camper. God, you people really need... I, I'm tired of giving you pro tips. Don't you listen to the show? I mean, it's like every week I give you guys some kind of pro tip to get this shit right. Ah, burglars. You guys need to know how it's done, okay? I'll start robbing shit. No, I'm just kidding. This is from Reason. <laughs> Reason.com? Never heard of this place. LAPD, or Lapid... Officer killed during training exercise was reportedly investigating cops accused of gang rape. Yes. This is crazy. Let me say that again. Listen to this. LAPD officer killed during a training exercise was reportedly investigating cops accused of gang rape. Interesting. Yes. I think murder is what occurred. A lot of the family saying, wow, this is nuts. The officer Houston Tipping, 32 years old. Tragically died during an L.A. Police Academy bicycle training exercise last May. The family's lawyer now says one of the officers involved in the exercise was actually under investigation for sexual assault and tipping had taken the incident report. Ooh. Is this another case of LAPD cops being LAPD motherfucking cops? I know. I grew up near that area. They are some crooked sons of bitches. That is the scariest police force I have ever seen. I mean, I know personally of some of these police officers that take money out of people's wallets at crime scenes and then writes down the incorrect amount on the you know, reports and all that stuff. I know that people are dead and everybody jokes that, oh, I would take the money. But damn, these guys actually do it. And a lot of people who are away from this, living far out from California, that have no idea what's going on over there saying that, oh, black people aren't treated by the cops this way, and oh, it ain't really like this, oh, it's not. You bet your fucking ass it is. I grew up in Southern California. Those cops, you, if you, I'm serious. Even to this day, if you're white, they pull you over. Hey, officer, how you doing? Can I have your license, registration, all that? Yep, here you go. All right, everything looks good. You take care now. <laughs> all right, take care of the family. We'll see you in church next Sunday. Black person, get out, of, get out of the motherfucking car. That's how it is. They're not bullshitting. I've seen LAPD cops beat the fucking shit out of a person, dragging him out of the car, beating the fuck out of him. This was after Rodney King, man. So I'm not surprised that the LAPD would probably do shit like this. They are one corrupt-ass police force. Uh, tipping. Your death is awfully tragic, sir, and died during a training exercise. Well, what did they say to this? What were they saying? Like, how did it happen? What are they saying anyway? You know what I mean? Like, what are they saying the explanation was? Wound up entailing... 
training at which he sustained injuries was supposed to be bicycle training. Uh, hmm. It's a little confusing. I hate to be the Debbie Downer here, but I'm just being truthful. This is just another case of L.A. cops being L.A. cops. I have seen it with my own eyes. Very, very sad. Very unfortunate. We have one from Yahoo Life. King Charles has hired a full-time piper to wake him up every morning, because why not? <laughs> Today in the Royals being extra beyond belief. It appears as though King Charles, the man who hates pens with a passion, has hired a piper to wake him up by playing bagpipes outside his window at 9 o'clock a.m. every day. Because apparently hitting snooze on an iPhone alarm just won't do. The employment of a personal piper is actually something of a tradition among monarchs. Oh, come on. I know Queen Elizabeth would do it every once in a while. I'm aware of this. But uh, King Charles, it still, it still feels so weird saying that. <laughs> King Charles. That cat is going nuts. Do you hear that? Wasabi's just going crazy in the other room. He really wants in here. He wants to be a part of the show. Nay, I say cat. Hopefully you don't hear that. I hope I can mix that out. See, we're professional here, damn it. My God, he's just going ape shit out there. But anyway, this guy finally becomes king in his fucking 70s. <laughs> now, I'm not going to pin anything on him, but at this point, he's just like, okay, great. Now, I'm going to have probably the shortest reign of any king in fucking history. <laughs> you know? Might as well get a freaking piper to wake me up every morning. I'm not going to enjoy being king for very long. I'm already as old as fucking dirt because my mom lived to be 9 million years old. Screw it. Let him have a piper. Let him just have a, a really weird, irrational hatred of pens. Go ahead. Be as eccentric as you want to be. I, I, <laughs> I'm not wishing anything bad on King Charles. I hope he lives a very long, very healthy life. Considering his mom lives so damn long, he's probably going to be fine. But uh, <laughs> is hiring a piper and stuff at this point? I'll go ahead. Don't give him shit. Let him do it. Because uh, look how long he had to wait to do this. Let him party. <laughs> this is uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world. This is from VT. My spirit animal, my man, everybody's favorite, Michael J. Fox. He said he is determined to find Parkinson's cure. I will not stop until it happens, he says. Michael J. Fox spoke out about his determination, determination to find a cure for Parkinson's. The beloved star first went public with his battle back in 1998. It's been that long. He got diagnosed in 1991. He was just 29 at the time of the diagnosis, and he was experiencing symptoms way before that. In 2000, he launched the Michael J. Fox Foundation of Parkinson's Research, which is dedicated to finding a cure. And he says he will not stop. Good. That's awesome. Now, he was, uh, he did some kind of reunion thing with Christopher Lloyd, you know, recently. And I know these guys are getting older, but it's not all age. You know what I mean? I know, he says, and I quote, I enjoy life. I'm more comfortable in my skin than I was 20 years ago. I can sit down and be calm. Couldn't do that 25 years ago. Medications, drug cocktails, therapies. It's getting better, but it's not there yet. And you just look at this guy and, you, you know, you, you feel terrible for him because he was so, he was so vibrant, you know, and just so infectiously awesome to watch as an actor. 
And it's really, you know, people were, you know, saying things online and people were talking about this. It's very difficult to see Michael J. Fox in this condition. And um, I'm, I'm all with you there. It's an insidious disease. And he, you know, he had no idea. He admitted he had no idea how worse the condition gets over time. He said, when you're first diagnosed, what you're presenting is relatively minor. I had a twitching pinky, sore shoulder. They said, you won't be able to work in a few years. You won't barely be able to stand up. And he's going, okay, really? Nevertheless, he remains positive for his future and the future of others with a condition. Tells the Guardian, as limited as I am in some regards, if you told me when I was diagnosed that I've lived this life now and do the things I still do, I'd have said, I'll take it. I can move around. It takes some planning, but I can move. I can think. I can communicate. I can express affection. What else could I possibly ask for? Ah, see? Michael J. Fox being Michael J. Fox. I hope that we do find a cure for this bullshit in his lifetime. He's certainly doing his work. You know what I mean? He's certainly doing his work to get that done and to hopefully you know, at least pave the road. Yeah, you know, I, I just I hope he gets to see it in his lifetime. That would be awesome. So everybody, that's all we got. Yeah, that's it. See, time flies when you're naked, when you're having fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does. So go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. For all things no disclosure related, all the social media links are there. As well as a link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of shit. Little as a dollar a month, man. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons who are there, by the way, right now. The Conkle Homestead YouTube channel. Donald Haynes, David Peterson. I appreciate you guys. This show would not exist if it wasn't for you. So I thank you from the heart of my bottom. Thanks for listening again, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. <laughs> Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Ah, Michael J. Fox, you are the fucking man! Ain't you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, confiscated evidence, no smoking gun, nothing has a right to throw. No Disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. They're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year. Did I mention it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? And you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing. 